You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Thanksgiving is this coming week. And I got some incredible statistics for you about Thanksgiving. Uh, There will be 40 million turkeys consumed on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, 50% of all turkeys bought are consumed on Thanksgiving. And the others are consumed pretty much on, you guess it, Christmas. Uh, Because of a mistake in uh, of 260 tons of frozen turkey, TV dinners were created in 1953, and that kickstarted the $1.2 billion frozen dinner market. 35% of people love to finish off their meal with pumpkin pie. Uh, the next one is pecan at 11%, and then we just go down the rest of the way, all the way to cherry pie at 4%. Look, if you're like me, Uh, You have some pretty fond memories of uh, holiday meals. I remember growing up and it seemed like my mom was cooking for days uh, leading up to Thanksgiving. She was making pies and she was, uh, she'd get the turkey out and we would some, and then we'd actually go and get the turkey from a turkey farm down the road. And it was incredible. But then on that, that Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning, it, she would be all, working all morning long uh, making uh, stuff. And it was incredible. You could smell it. It just, I, you know, oh my gosh. And all I remember is this. I remember I would eat so much uh, many times that I would just about get sick. And then as a young adult with children of my own, uh, me and my brother and sisters would all go over to mom and dad's house with all of our children together. And we would have a big family Thanksgiving dinner. All the cousins would uh, play and eat together. There was a, there was a kid's table. There was an adult table. Uh, Come on, you know, you were at the kid table at one point and then you got to make it to the adult table. And so we had that. And then they would decorate the grandchildren's Christmas tree after dinner. It was an incredible experience. So today we're going to continue the uh, our series at the table. And uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the power of the family table. Now, Pastor Heather and Pastor Curtis has already shared some incredible insights about the table. And I encourage you to go back and check those out if you haven't watched them. And so there's often though, when we read through scripture uh, scripture about uh, meals and the table, there's this family element that we see that's kind of woven all through scripture. But is there power or is there a benefit to the family table? Well, according to Dr. Ann Fischel, she's the uh, executive director and co-founder of the Family Dinner Project. She says that over the past 20 years, researchers have proven that the family meal is good for the spirit, the brain, and the health of all family members. As a matter of fact, recent studies link uh, regular family dinners to lower rates of substance abuse, teen pregnancy, and depression, as well as higher grade point averages and self-esteem. Studies uh, also indicate that for young children, dinner conversation is more potent 
than uh, reading. It helps their vocabulary that much. And the stories told around the, the, the table help them build resilience. And the icing on the cake is this. Regular family meals lower the rates of obesity and eating disorders in children and adolescents. You see, there, there's no way around the fact that there is power in the family table. And so today I want us to look at Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 10. And in this passage of scripture, we're going to see a couple of incredible principles that I think that we can apply to our lives as we meet together. And this is what the scripture said. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if you found favor, if, if I found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree, while I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, three seahs of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate it. They said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, she is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And so there's two amazing principles that I want to share with you from this about this meal. The first is this. At the family table, everyone belongs. At the family table, everyone belongs. You see, uh, Abraham saw these three men and he invited them to have a meal. He invited them basically, you know, I said into their home, into the tent to under the tree to have a meal together. And that's the power of the family table. Everyone belongs once you invite them to sit. You see, when Michelle and I were first married newlyweds in Austin, Texas, we didn't have any family around. And so holidays could be kind of a little, I mean, it was just her and I sitting around eating. But once we become involved with our church down there, First Assembly of God in Austin, Texas, uh, there was a family who kind of took us in as their own. And so from that point on, at every time there was a holiday, we were invited to sit down and share a meal with them. And here's the great thing. When we all came together, we weren't two families. We weren't the Birches and the Salyers. We were one family in, under the same household. And so here's an incredible miracle that happens as a result of that. For 33 years, that, that was 33 years ago, and we had, had literally no, little or no contact with uh, this family. And last year, through social media, we connected once again with them. And through several weeks, we had uh, multiple phone calls with them. And it was like we had never left. You see, once you sit down, you become part of the family and you belong. We didn't miss a beat. Table fellowship. 
isn't one of those things that we kind of look at. When we, when we lift off the spiritual gifts, uh, fellowship at the table isn't one of those. But can I tell you, there's power in, in sitting down and having fellowship with others at the table. There's something that nourishes our soul. There's something that nourishes our faith. There's something that, that, that happens when we sit there. And I think that in a world that seems to have lost its way when in, in regard to food, and, and, and fellowship or the soul, uh, we as believers have something powerful to say about what happens when we sit at the table together. It nourishes us physically. It nourishes us spiritually. And I believe that we need to find and recover this spiritual gift. Because get this, maybe if we invited more people to sit down at the table with us, when we invited them to church or invited them to Jesus, the, the return of our, uh, our results would probably be much greater. Because why? Because it's a spiritual discipline to sit and eat. And so I think we need to do that as, as a church. And I, when we see it in Jesus' ministry, it was, it was part of what made his ministry so powerful. And so everyone at the family table belongs. The second thing that we see is this, at the family table, life happens. You see, in verse 10, the Lord said, when I come back in a year, Sarah is going to have had a son. So literally in this instance, life happened at that table. A miracle happened at that table. Because if you remember uh, about Sarah and Abraham, they were both old. It actually said that she was beyond, at that point, uh, she could was no longer as other women could be. And so she even, uh, after that, kind of laughed and was like, how is that going to happen to me? And then God, God kind of rebuked her a little bit about that. But a miracle happened at that table because of the fellowship. And honestly, uh, the family table is a place of blessing. It's a place of connection. It's a place of miracle. In other words, life happens at the table. And look, I'm increasingly convinced that food is one of God's love languages. I mean, come on. When you get a medium, rare, good steak and, and you... You couple that with a great baked potato, there's not much better in this world than that. The human tongue has 10,000 taste buds, okay? There's no other explanation than that God really loves us because he wants us to be able to experience every nuance of the food we eat. And I believe that it, it, it opens up miracles at the table because when we eat like that, it is, it shows uh, the, the God's grace and God's blessing and his love for us. And that opens the table to provide miracles, connection, and blessing. You see, they're, they're, the family table is a place where you and I can remember the blessings of God. All right. So let's go ahead and land this message. I've talked about the power of the family table, and I want to connect it to what we do as God's people and here specifically at Bridges. So in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, this is what Paul said. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Did you see that? 
Paul said that as us as believers, we are a family. And so when we come together at house church and we eat a meal around the table, we're one big family enjoying a meal together. And where there is a family table, uh, everyone belongs and life happens. Miracles happen. That is the power of the family table. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.